everybody. Here we go! Off to Neverland! Welcome to Detour to Neverland! Just a little bit of pixie dust. Where we interview Disneyers to discover unique ways to express your love for Disney. Think of the happiest thing. Now here's your host, Brendan Wright. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. With us today is a very special guest. It's Evie, who runs the WDW Parks Magic Instagram page. You can find her by that same name on Instagram. Evie, your page is so awesome. You are constantly posting and interacting with other people in the Disney community. So if you can go ahead and just introduce yourself and tell everybody just a little bit about your page who maybe are not familiar with it. Okay, so hi, my name's Evie. I live in North Carolina right now, and I run the Instagram, WDW Parks Magic. So on my page, you'll usually find pictures of Walt Disney World, either from 2012 to the present, because I definitely have a lot of pictures saved up. And you'll also find a lot of items from small shops that run, that have Disney items, that usually they send me items, and I'll just post them and just talk about what my favorite items are for my upcoming trips, and I just plan outfits. and. It's just a little a mix of things, from pictures of items in my house to pictures of Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Good deal. So it's something it's something that you have in your bio as well that you're a small shop lover and a brand rep for many of them. Kind of how did you fall into that niche where you are getting all these custom made and handmade products and able to share those on your page? Kind of how did you stumble across that? So this is probably my first month of my account because I started in May. And I saw one of my friends, they were talking about brand repping ears. And I did not know what that was. So I talked to them and they said that they just send them items and they promote it on their account. And I thought that was a pretty cool thing because I love small shop items, how creative they are. So the first account I talked to was the Homestead Crafters who makes the cutest ears. And I was a pretty small account then, maybe 200 followers, but he was kind enough to let, send me my first pair of ears. And I just started posting pictures on it in my account, and people started using my discount code. And then I just saw more shops, and I just started asking them if they ever need a brand rep. I would definitely be interested. And then I just started getting more and more shops. Now I'm close to 20 shops I'm repping, which is insane. But I still managed to do it, and it's just such a great thing to do, helping out these shops. And it's just so kind of them to send me all these items from different countries. I have people from Scotland sending me items, people from California, Florida. So it's just amazing how many shops there are. Yeah, and it's a great time to mention as well that you do have in your highlight stories um, all your rep codes and all the magic mail and all the different things that you receive from these small shops kind of centered in one place. So if anybody's interested in go checking that out, you can go to Evie's Instagram and find that easily. So something that I think maybe a lot of people would be interested in, and you mentioned it already, that you just started your page in May and you've already, you know, gained so much traction and really, you know, found your place in the Disney community. Kind of, I know that social media is not all about followers, but I think all of us would agree that the more people that you can reach, um, the better impact that you can have. Kind of what has been your strategy of growing your page organically and, and getting people to, to interact with you? I think for me, it was just 
really connecting with my followers because I know some accounts are very big and they don't really connect with them, ask them questions, get to know them a little bit. So I think when I really get to know my followers and who is really liking my Smith, commenting on my posts, I think people just really like that and they're interested to know that I want to know about them, what they like about Disney. So on my posts, I'll ask questions like, what's your favorite Disney snack? What movie have you not watched yet? Any tips from me? And I can always give tips back. So I think an exchange like that is really good for people. And I think that's what they like about my account a lot. Good deal. And so you're in North Carolina and you said you visited Walt Disney World 39 times. So how often are you able to visit the parks nowadays? Okay, so I've only lived in North Carolina for about a year and a half. And before that, I lived in New York. We still managed to go two to three times a year in New York, but we drive 20 hours to Florida. So that was definitely a hassle, but we were annual pass holders, so we tried to make the most of it. Now that I'm in North Carolina, we go maybe three to six times a year. We definitely try to go around Christmas time, July, Halloween, like this year, we're going in October. And then some we're trying to go in the spring to see the Flower and Garden Festival in Epcot. So it's definitely easier. We still drive 10 hours. We just like driving down there, just experiencing going through all the states and just waiting for the moment to you see the sign, the Walt Disney World sign. But yeah, we still managed to go a lot more than in New York. And have you been since you started the Instagram page? Actually, no. So we were planning on going in the summer, but it just never happened. So yeah, all the pictures that I post are from previous trips. The earliest picture on there is, I think, 2011, 2012 in Hollywood Studios with no hats because obviously that's not there anymore. But, yeah, hopefully I'll get a lot more pictures this trip that I can post. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll be interested to check back in with you at that point to see because something we've asked a lot of our guests and something that I'm interested in is how kind of being part of the Disney community and being responsible for producing content and um, for you, repping these small shops and, and brand reps that you're affiliated with, how kind of that changes your Walt Disney World Parks visit. So um, I'll be interested to see how that plays out because we're about to go on our first trip since I started the podcast. And I'm not exactly sure we're we are so much people that just like we put our phones away and we just get to work and try to accomplish as much as we possibly can. But I think, you know, with the podcast and with our Instagram page as well, that we're going to need to slow it down a little bit, share some interesting pictures and, and, and be able to kind of bring some of our followers with us to the parks. Yeah, definitely. That's something I'm going to have to do on my trip because I've never done this is with my page. So I'm definitely going to have to work on that. So you mentioned that you all go down for, to Walt Disney World. So that leads into my next question of kind of where did your love for Disney begin and kind of how has that evolved over time? So I, when I was a kid, I always went to Disney. I think my first trip was when I was around eight months, which sounds crazy to me now, but my parents loved Disney. My siblings loved Disney. So I was very used to going multiple times a year, but during then, I don't usually focus on the rides and what rides I was going to do this trip, what rides have I not done last trip. 
So I think now I start looking at other things, not just rides. I mean, of course I love them, but I start looking at the different restaurants they have, the different stores they have, also Disney Springs, because when I was little, Disney Springs wasn't really a thing. It wasn't as big as it is now. So I think now I just really like to explore the other parts of Disney, not just all the rides, because I think a lot of people do that sometimes, and Disney's a lot more than just attractions, even though that's a lot of part, a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, it, it really, um, you know, since you're able to visit more often now that you've probably experienced so many different things that now it might be that time where you can slow down a little bit, experience different restaurants. Uh, we fell into that same rut, too, where it's like every time we're in Magic Kingdom, We'd eat at Harbor House for lunch, and then we'd go to one of the monorail resorts for dinner. And it, I think it was one of our last trips. We're like, well, maybe we should just try something different and not eat at Harbor House, which kind of sounded like blasphemy. Uh, but but we decided to branch out, and you, you know, and I still think Harbor House is our favorite quick service in in Magic Kingdom. But I think that that's kind of the evolution of a Disney fan is that you're able to branch out and know that you're you'll always have another trip where you can go back and experience the things that you love so much yeah definitely because i think the older you get the more you can just start to experience what other stuff disney has to offer and i think that's something i've definitely done over the years yeah and so you're you, you mentioned that you have a trip coming up in october what's kind of what have y'all planned so far what are you going to be experiencing on that trip so it's a very short trip. It's only from October 11th to 13th because I still am in school, so I can't really miss that much. But we're planning on doing the Halloween party on October 12th, which I'm very excited for because I haven't done it in a couple of years. I still don't know what I'm dressing up as because I love dressing up for the parties just to see how creative everyone else, everyone's outfits are in the parks. Um, so that's going to definitely be interesting. We're also going eat at Kona Cafe in Polynesia, at the Polynesian Resort, which I've never done before. So that's definitely going to be a new experience for me. We're also planning on going to the Food and Wine Festival, which I'm definitely excited for. I used to never like food and wine because I don't drink and I'm not the most adventurous either. But I think this trip, I'm really hoping I can start looking at the different countries and what they have to offer and maybe try some new foods and I hope I enjoy that. Yeah, I think that uh, my, it's interesting because my wife actually has a similar, um, she's a little bit of a picky eater um, and is not too adventurous uh, like you. And in last time we went to food and wine, I just had to, t- I told her beforehand, like, you have to trust that these Disney chefs are able to put the right flavors in the food to make it taste the way that they want it to taste. So um, I think it helped that it was Disney and we kind of had that blind faith and that blind trust. Um, so I think food and wine is an excellent place to kind of explore different things that you're not uh, typically used to eating um, and, and experience the different cultures. Yeah, definitely. And also I have to remember it's Disney and they know that a lot of people don't have the most adventurous taste. So I know it's not going to be too far out for me. So I just hope I can, get the more food I like. <laughs> and so 
whenever what is what is kind of y'all's strategy when you visit the parks? Do you normally stay on property? Do you normally stay off property? Um, are you rope drop to closing people? Kind of, I think that's always interesting to hear different people on how they approach the parks. So we always stay on property. Usually we do the value just because I mean I love the value in general, but they're also cheaper. Sometimes we'll stay Polynesian, which is my personal favorite. We don't really stay at the moderate, but we stayed at Caribbean Beach a couple months ago, so that was nice. Um, we've honestly never been to Rope Drop. I don't know why. I just, I used, I think I just forgot about that it actually existed, and I might try to do it this trip. Just waking up early is not my specialty. I already do it full. I don't need to do it again. Um, we sometimes stay for closing. Sometimes we'll stay until the fireworks, but if you know, especially in Magic Kingdom, the monorail gets very busy after fireworks because everyone thinks the same thing as us. Just head out to the park as the fireworks are starting. So we might do something different this year just so we don't have a big jam at the monorail and the boats. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so the last question that I wanted to cover, and then we'll move straight into our lightning round so everybody can get to know your Disney um, fandom a little bit better it's just kind of what are your plans for the page I know you're still early into it but kind of how, what how do you see your content evolving what's what are some different uh, things of how you want to expand and and connect with your followers some more so definitely I want to just use my brand rep items and take pictures of them in the parks because that's definitely been a problem that I've had and I've had a lot of questions about why I haven't taken pictures in the parks of my items and even shops like I've been rejected as being a brand rep because I don't go to the parks as much as locals do so I definitely want to do that because I like I think my followers want to see the actual items in the parks and I know I take lots of pictures of my items and some people complain that I don't post enough pictures of Disney so I think that's definitely something I can improve on take more pictures of the parks especially when I'm on my next trip, but also including my brand rep items. So my shops are happy and I'm happy with it. Yeah. I think, so my wife and I are in a similar boat where I've pretty much exhausted all of the parks pictures that I have to put on my page. And we're just like digging back through old photo albums and, and um, you know, our Facebooks to see if there's any other park pictures that we can find. So when we go to Disneyland um, in a couple of weeks, We've set the lofty goal that we're going to try to take a thousand pictures so that we, for the, you know, for the foreseeable future, we'll always have park pictures to take. So I think it is a, it is a struggle for um, people who don't have as easy access to the park as a local or, or someone who has the means to get down there a lot more often. Yeah, and I think people need to understand that, too, because, I mean, I know that I've gone there a lot of times compared to people who haven't but I also I used to not take a lot of pictures there because I didn't know I would have an Instagram so I'd only take pictures just as a memory like a keepsake but now I know I definitely have to take a lot more pictures in order to keep up with how much I post yeah absolutely yeah we found the struggle is is that all of our pictures have us in them which is fine and we can post those but you know I would just like some nice landscape pictures of the different icons or of, um, you know, world showcase. And we've just never felt the need to take pictures like that because we see it so often. So we, uh, we definitely 
feel your uh, we empathize with that. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So I think we covered some great topics. So the next thing that we'll jump into is our lightning round. So these are just some quick Disney topics. And if you can just kind of share your first thoughts on them so people can get to know your Disney fandom a little bit better. Oh, this is going to be great. I'm very <laughs> indecisive. <laughs> Good deal. So the first one's an easy one. Hopefully just name the Disney parks that you visited. So as I said before, I've been to Disney World 39 times. I've only been to Disneyland once, but that was when I'm, I was very young. So I don't really remember it that much. All right. And which one is your favorite park and why? Definitely Disney World, just because not only do I remember it more, but just I just love how much there is because I know Disneyland only has two parts, but I just love now there's four different parts and each one you get a different experience out of it. Like they're not all similar. Mm -hmm. And if you had to pick one particular park in Walt Disney World, which one would that be? Hmm, this is a hard one. I would either Magic Kingdom or Epcot, but I think I'm just going to lean towards Magic Kingdom because that was always my favorite when I was younger. And I just, just learned to love it more as I've gotten older, not just for the ride, but for everything else it has to offer. Mm -hmm. And a follow-up question, and it's something I've been adding in to anybody who mentions Epcot, what is your favorite Epcot festival? Hmm. I would probably have to say Flower and Garden, because like I said before, Food and Wine was definitely never my favorite, but I think Flower and Garden is just so beautiful, and I love how they have all these topiaries of different characters. It is so beautiful to look at as you're walking through the park. Certainly. That's a great choice. So next question would be your Disney bucket list trip. So I definitely want to go to Disneyland Paris because my sister lives in the UK and she's been planning a trip there. So I'm hoping maybe I can visit her and see it because I've seen how beautiful it is. And there's so many different things compared to Walt Disney World that I would love to experience. Perfect. And next would be your favorite Disney resort. I think you might have already told us earlier, but is it Polynesian? Yes, definitely. I love Ohana. I love Captain Cook. And oddly enough, the hotel, like the resort lobby, it just has a really good smell to it that I need a can for. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know there's so many different shops, um, you know, on Etsy or, or different small shops that try to replicate that smell. Um and we've tried out a couple of them, but I, I guess it's just the ambiance of being in the lobby and taking it all in. Uh, for some reason, it's just always a little bit off for us. So if, if anybody, if any of the listeners or if you, Evie, have a great recommendation for a Polynesian smelling candle, we will uh, purchase that probably immediately. <laughs> yeah, I definitely need one because it's probably one of my favorite parts of the resort. <laughs> great. So next would be your favorite ride or attraction. This is a hard one, too. I would probably say Splash Mountain just because it definitely has a thrill to it. I'm not the biggest fan of thrower coasters or anything, but it definitely has enough thrill to it. And I love the animatronics. They're just amazingly done. And it's such a long ride and has a great story. So it's definitely worth the wait. I don't know. I feel like it's just one of those quirky things. But I am so excited now that Ziploc is sponsoring Splash Mountain to just pick up one of those Ziploc bags that they give to you before you get in Splash Mountain. Have you got a chance to see those yet? No, not yet. I definitely need to. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, and I saw someone actually giving one away on a giveaway the other day, which is hilarious because it, you know, it costs Ziploc five cents to make. But I mean, it's one of those keepsakes that 
I think is unique to Disney World, and that's the only place you can get it. So maybe uh, next time we go to Walt Disney World and ride Splash Mountain, we're going to be asking for a, a couple to take home with us. I'll probably ask for that on my trip. <laughs> Good deal. So next would be your favorite snack or a go-to snack? Hmm. This might sound very probably a lot of people say it, but definitely the Mickey bar. Because like I said before, I'm not very adventurous. And I always loved Mickey bars as a kid. I still love them now. And I can definitely take good pictures with it. <laughs> at the time that we've recorded this, the episode hasn't dropped yet. But our listeners at the time of hearing this will have heard in our last episode, we were talking um, with Matt from the Imagineer podcast. And they did an episode and he had a guest on named Katie. And she was talking about that they drove an RV from Texas um, to Disney World. And at the end of their trip, her parents went and bought like a hundred Mickey bars and put them in the freezer of uh, the RV and then drove them back to Texas. So now anytime she has a bad day or just needs a pick me up or just is just craving one, she's got a Mickey bar there at her disposal. And I just thought that was the best idea. And if all of us could find a way to incorporate that, and maybe since you drive down there, maybe that's something that you can do on, on your next trip. <laughs> that's just that's amazing i wonder why no one else has really done that not as a hundred but maybe like a few less than that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and we normally fly so we were joking that it'd be interesting to try to explain that to a tsa agent uh getting on the the flight you know i've got this cooler with with ice uh, with dry ice in it and i'm transporting mickey bars back to tennessee <laughs> that would be something so next would be your favorite restaurant. And I think as a way to narrow this down a little bit, because I know there's so many different restaurants on property, maybe if you could tell us your favorite quick service restaurant and your favorite full table service restaurant. Hmm. So quick service, I'd probably have to say Captain Cook, because like I said before, I love Polynesian. And they definitely have food that's a little more adventurous that I actually do like. They still have, like, things that everyone will enjoy, like chicken and stuff. And it's, like, just a little small place, and it's just nice to walk around and get to see the pool outside. And for table service, I probably have to say Crystal Palace. I haven't ate there in quite some time, but the last time I ate there, it was just the food was great for a buffet. And I love how they have the Winnie the Pooh characters because you don't see them every day. And it's just an amazing place. Yeah, it's interesting. Captain Cook's, I feel like, uh, Polynesian is so popular, but I feel like Captain Cook's gets overshadowed overshadowed a little bit by Kona Cafe. And, of course, so many people are going to Ohana. But I had the, like, the pork rice bowl last time we were at the Polynesian from Captain Cook's. And that was, I mean, one of the best dishes that I've ever had on property. So, and... It, it oddly enough, it, even though it is a small restaurant, it never seems like it's packed in there. Yeah, definitely. Because I don't know, I just don't like sitting outside when there's like birds all coming at me. Because <laughs> Disney birds, I've had a bad experience with them. But <laughs> there's always room on the side for anyone. Good deal. So next would be taking things outside the park, but your favorite Disney movie. Mm, all right, this is take a second i was i love so many disney movies but if i had to pick one i would probably say toy story 
I don't know. There's just something about it that just makes me keep wanting to watch it over and over again. Like, no matter what day it is or what time it is, whenever Toy Story is on TV or something, I just always have to watch it. And I assume this next trip will be your first time at Toy Story Land. Is that right? Yes, definitely. I'm very excited about that. And I've gotten so many great tips from my friends about how it is there and what I should do. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. You'll have to look to our buddy Guy Behind the Magic and see if he's working at that time and go and you all can chat about both of your experiences on the Detour to Neverland podcast. And uh, I know he has his hours posted on his Instagram, so you have to go check him out. I'll definitely look at that and hopefully he's there when I am. Good deal. So next would be your favorite Disney song. Ooh. Hmm. I would I would have to say go the distance. I don't know. Whenever we're driving to Disney on a ten hour drive, that's always the first song I wanna listen to. I don't really have a good reason for it, but it's just the first song I always choose. Perfect. Next would be your favorite Disney quote, either from Walt himself or uh, a movie. Um, I probably have to say, all you need is faith, trust, and a little bit of pixie dust. It's, it's something I've heard since I was little because my dad loves Peter Pan and he loves the attraction. It's his favorite attraction of all time. So he used to always tell me that and it just has a really good memory for me. Perfect. And so last question of the lightning round is a little bit of a doozy, but your favorite Disney memory. All right. So I personally don't really remember this, but it's something that's always just told at family reunions. So when I was very little, probably two, we ate at the Garden Grill in the Land Pavilion. And we were, I was like in a little high chair and Chip and Dale, the, for the characters of the meat, they came over to me and I took my plate, smashed it on the ground, and then they gave me more plates to smash on the ground. And my dad always told me, I smashed about 10 plates, and they didn't do anything about it. They were just giving me more plates than clapping about it. And I just think it's so funny because I don't know what I was doing then, but I just love that the characters were so, like, engaged with it, no matter how bad of a child I was being. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's something we all talk about to this day. That's hilarious, and thank you so much for sharing that. I, I'd imagine, I don't know, it'd be interesting to ask your parents about, you know, I'm sure they were enjoying the moment and thought that it was just, a, you know, one of those magical moments that can only happen at Disney. But I wonder if in the back of their head, they're like, oh my goodness, they're teaching our two-year-old that she can smash plates on the floor when, when y'all got home, then you would continue that. So it would be hilarious to hear their perspective on it as well. I'll definitely ask them. <laughs> Perfect. So that concludes the lightning round. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I think that helps our listeners and some of your fans as well on Instagram get to know you a little bit better uh, with your Disney fandom. So the last question is something that we want to ask all of our guests. And I think it'll be great to ask you since you're kind of fresh in this as well. Um, and similar to me, kind of what if you had a piece of parting guidance to someone who's looking to make a change and or looking to express their love for Disney, um, whether it be an Instagram page, a YouTube channel, an Etsy shop, anything like that, kind of what is your piece of guidance to that person? I would definitely just tell them that there's really no age to start. It doesn't matter if you live in Florida and in a local or you live in Europe and you just can't go because 
like I said, I'm still in school and I still do this because I love Disney so much and I'm not a local, but I still just want to share my love and my perspective of Disney World to me. So don't like look at others and say like, oh, they're this age, so maybe I can't start. Like, because you're never too old or too young or you're never too far from Disney Park to start sharing your love of Disney to others. Yeah, I think that's perfect advice. And I think that, you know, that was something that I struggled with at the beginning is like, I'm in Nashville. How am I going to be able to keep up and be able to push out as much Disney content as someone who can have access to the parks, um, you know, on a much regular basis. But then, you know, what on our episode three guest was Disney Magic UK. And it just helped put it perspective to me that, you know, they're coming from the UK and they're only able to visit, you know, every other year or something like that. Um, and they're able to keep the Disney content coming and, and they take so many pictures and they share their experiences and they're always sharing their tips for when they're planning their next vacation. So I think you're exactly right that that there's a place for everyone in the Disney community and um, geographic, there's no geographic limitations, there's no age limit limitations that everybody can share their takes on the Disney parks and, and, and find their place. Yeah, definitely. I just think it's telling that as long as you can get through that and just know that there's always a spot for you in the Disney community, that you'll be able to start your own page or Etsy shop or whatever you want to start. Perfect. Well, Evie, thank you so much for coming on with us today. Is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners before we head off? Oh, I want to tell everyone just make sure to stay tuned for my next trip i don't mean to do a plug or anything but <laughs> no absolutely yeah everybody make sure you go follow evie at wdw parks magic on instagram stay tuned um check out those awesome small shops that she reps and also stay tuned for the next uh park visit i think um this episode will actually be dropping around the same time so it's a great time for everybody make sure that you jump over there and give evie a follow so Evie, thank you so much for sharing some of your experiences, some of your guidance, um, and just chatting Disney with me. I, I truly appreciate it. Thank you for having me on here. It was definitely a great experience. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Visit our website at DetourToNeverland.com to catch up on the blog. Also, don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at DetourToNeverland underscore podcast. Detour to Neverland underscore podcast. Have a great day.